It's a Scottish podcast and here I am in Scotland. I am around about 12 or 13 miles north of Portree on the uh, northeast coast of Skye. I've been here since Saturday. Today is Thursday. It's Thursday evening about just after 7 o'clock and the light is starting to slowly go. There'll be about another hour's worth of daylight left before it starts getting dark but um, I'll start heading back in a moment the weather's been good the light hasn't been too bad the visibility's been uh, what's the best way of the visibility hasn't been low but it hasn't been as high as it was last year last year the first walk that I came out along where I am uh, which is sort of like a, a cove and cliffs that face out towards the, the western coast of Scotland. Uh, the first time I did that, I got an absolutely brilliant view of the mountains along the west coast of Scotland. Um, and we haven't really seen that much of them this year because there's been a lot of mist and cloud in the way. But hopefully tomorrow uh, it might be sunny. So I'll, I will have a look out of my window at about half past five tomorrow morning and see what's going on. If it's nice and bright, grab the gear and head out and if it isn't go back to bed and get another couple of hours worth of uh, sleep but it's not been a bad four or five days up here went up to calendar on friday so uh, a week tomorrow i was traveling up so a week's gone amazingly quick um but yeah, managed to get up to calendar to break the journey up, which was a brilliant idea and something I would definitely do in future. Calendar is about halfway, the halfway point um, for me coming up. So it's a, a good place to stop off and sort of recharge your batteries overnight and then continue the journey the following day. But where I am at the moment is uh, you walk along to the edge uh, there's, a, there's a cliff edge and then you can walk on a sort of a, a, a point uh, a few more cliffs and I've dodged in here uh, just along where the path is because there's uh, well it's Midge Alley over where I usually stand and record these it's absolutely loads of them they just uh, seem to come out of the out of the sun and just really have a go at you um, it's just sheltered there it's just perfect place for midges really um, there's no breeze or anything like that to stop them and it's uh, so it's slightly cooler over here and there's a bit of a breeze I came down here last night and there was a, a cruise liner there's been quite a few cruise liners uh, knocking about this week which I haven't seen before certainly on the last two visits and uh, yeah they, they sort of go into Portree and the people they land sort of in in the morning and then they have a look round and then they go back to the ship and the ship sort of like stays there until about six or seven o'clock and then makes it work makes its way out to the, the next destinations and so far this week there's been uh, an American cruise liner a French cruise liner and a German one and there was a f uh, the German one went out two or three days ago 
and was was all lit up. It came sailing by. I was looking out the window where I'm staying, and uh, there it was, all lit up. Managed to get a few shots. Uh, but then the following day, I noticed that there was another cruise ship in uh, in Portree Harbour, and I thought, well, I'll come down here and see whether it sails by, and it did. An absolutely beautiful uh, white cruise liner with even with sails I don't know whether the sails were decorative or whether they actually did work but they uh, it was an absolutely beautiful ship but called the Club Med 2 um, you would have thought that they would have been able to come up with uh, something better than that I mean it's a French ship uh, French is a beautiful language so I can't really understand why they didn't come up with something a bit more imaginative imaginative than that than Club Med 2 elegant ship, horrible name um, but I managed to get a few shots of that up there before again the midges realised that I was up there and, and, and made their way up and started going mad so I got one or two bites but nothing serious and uh, yeah it's been absolutely uh, absolutely fantastic so I've had a sort of a wander around to various different places over the the last few days, uh, been over to places like Dunvegan and Ewig, and I've been posting a few pictures on Instagram, which have gone down well, which I'm rather pleased about. Uh, I think a lot of people have been enjoying uh, seeing the images, and there's been one or two uh, to do with the uh, Scottish referendum, which is going to be taking place soon, uh, the 18th of September. And it's a bit difficult to judge which way it's going to go. At first I thought it, it possibly might be yes. But then again, I'm, I'm not so sure. I think it's typically of uh, Scotland. It's a bit of a d divisive um, topic. People have got very strong opinions for and against when I was walking round I thought yeah probably the yes is going to have it and then I overheard a young lad uh, talking to a couple of American tourists who come off one of those cruise, cruise liners and he basically said he would be voting no because he thought that in five years time the newly elected Scottish government would turn round and say oh well I'm sorry but we can't actually afford to do all of these things that we said because we're not making as much money as we thought we would uh, so things like f you know free education <coughs> excuse me <coughs> and uh, various other different things might have to go and I thought it was quite interesting that a, a young person um, in their 20s was thinking about the economic situation that uh, an independent Scotland would be placed in it's certainly not an easy decision to make and you have to be in Scotland you have to be living in Scotland to get a vote if you are Scottish and you are living in England you don't get a vote uh, if you're Scottish and you're living in Wales you don't get a vote if you're Scottish and you live in Scotland you get a vote um, even though it has massive ramifications if you go Wales, um, I think it might shake things up considerably.
So I've been taking a few pictures of the uh, signs and the no signs and trying to gauge exactly what's going on but it's not very easy and quite honestly I don't know I wouldn't like to I wouldn't like to say it's a very tough one to call it'd be interesting to see how the uh, referendum goes and what decision is made this week though I managed to uh, get myself a few bargains which was rather pleasing um, there's a, a great little place called Breckish Byers down at a village called Breckish which is sort of the south of the island really and uh, they have all sorts of things in if you can imagine it's a uh, a shop full of shop full of what you I suppose some people would say junk it's a junk shop um, I suppose in some ways it is but it's it's very everything's just laid out. There's no organisation there. I, I, the first time I saw it, I said it's sort of like a business run on chaos theory. Um, there's a few photos on my uh, my uh, Instagram page from last year and the year before. I'll probably take some more this year as well, but uh, I haven't done so yet. But anyway, that they have uh, all of this stuff laid about, and I went in there, and there was a couple of great tripods in their Velvon ones uh, 8 quid each so I got those it was a, uh, a rather nice small uh, 4 megapixel Fujifilm digital camera which was quite nice uh, and I got that and it came with a bag, a little bag so that's going to be great as a, a notebook type camera you know for if I want to take an image for the website or something like that, it'd be perfect for that. But just a, a great little knockabout camera. And then the final camera was a, a Rolly XF35 rangefinder in beautiful condition. And that was just £5. I couldn't believe that. Beautiful camera, really fast lens great for street photography or photojournalism or anywhere where there's not much light um, beautiful little camera that's in the bag with me now <sighs> just absolutely fantastic but you just never know when you go into that uh, place that breckish buys you never know what you're going to pick up you never know what you're going to see you never know what they're going to have I also managed to pick myself up a Berghaus 50 litre rucksack as well for uh, a tenner. Absolutely beautiful bag, barely being used. Ten pounds, and I definitely know that if I walked into an outdoor shop, it would be a lot more than that. So I've done quite well this week, and uh, I've got tomorrow, and then it's Saturday, and I'll have been here a week, and I've got another week after that. So I'll be doing a few more little podcasts, just to, uh, just to, well, sort of put together a nice little uh, podcast. I did actually learn an, an interesting thing about the the Sky Bridge. It's a quite an interesting book in the ha in the house where I, I'm staying. Uh, and uh, last year when I walked across it, I might actually walk across it and record a bit more of the podcast again, but uh, there were, it was the most expensive toll bridge in the world 
from about 1995 to 2004, something like that. It was very expensive to get across. Um, it was about if if you had a car and a caravan, it was 11 pounds 40 both ways. So you're talking 25 pounds to go across the island and back, and it was. Uh, quite a bit of money for a car and of course you know you've got people traveling back and forth to, to, to Kyle and uh, going back to, to Sky again it would soon add up and basically they um, decided to resist and the way that they resist is by refusing to pay but the story is absolutely fascinating and eventually they did win but the government down in Westminster um, tried absolutely everything to try and uh, stop these people from getting what they wanted which was basically free passage on the bridge and it was just down to their tenacity that they managed to do that a fantastic story of um, a fantastic story of determination uh, by a community which managed to beat big business and the government which I always kind of like well, I think it's time for me to head back and grab uh, some whiskey and study a few chess books and maybe even study a few photography books. And uh, I will record another podcast another day. It's a Sunday evening, about uh, five to seven. And it's pretty quiet apart from the waves breaking on the black rocks near where I'm staying. It's fantastic, the waves coming in. Just the sheer power. I've been shooting some uh, video, and uh, I've also been trying a new app for the iPhone by uh, Instagram called... uh, What's it called? Oh, Hyperlapse. That's what it's called. Uh, Which basically is a time-lapse app you end up recording about five minutes with a video and uh, it converts it into about, I think it's about 15 seconds. It's something like that. It's uh, maybe 25 seconds. It's a fantastic tool. It's only just come out. I've been having a mess around with it. I uh, used it on the way up to uh, shoot some stuff. Uh, Just short little clips that I I was able to put on Instagram and uh, I really liked the the way that it worked. The shot that I I quite liked was the rain going across the mountains uh, just before the drive through Glencoe which um, was quite atmospheric and it worked rather well. It was about a minute and 20 seconds I think condensed into uh, 12 seconds. It was something like that. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Photography-wise, well, I managed to fill a card, like I said uh, last time, and I've been looking at the amount of images I've taken on the iPhone, and it's coming up to 500, so I I imagine I'll be going home with probably about uh, 900 images altogether just on the iPhone, and then, of course, there's the 35mm. I went to the Old Man of Store uh, Thursday... No, Friday which was great best day to do it because it was lovely and sunny 
Uh, there was quite a few people there on the way back down, but fortunately I started at 10 o'clock in the morning and um, it was rather quiet once I got to the top. And it was quite serene and I took some images there and uh, I carried the gear all the way up. I did an audio boo, which I might include with this podcast. And... Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. It was hard work. And I did wonder whether I was carrying too much gear, but I managed to get up there in one piece and it keeps you fit. And uh, I took some black and white up there and plenty of iPhone shots and plenty of panoramic stuff. And uh, So there's plenty I can be working with. But I just want to... Uh, try an experiment with a bit of video and uh, that's what I've been doing today just using an iPhone it should be good enough people have made movies with iPhones the only thing I'm worried about is the sound because there is a bit of a breeze and uh, I don't know whether it's picking up on this it probably might be I'm not using my little microphone because it seems to be very sensitive in windy conditions which is not surprising because it is a condenser microphone so it is very sensitive um and especially in uh, surroundings like this, it's uh, it'll probably pick everything up. Actually, where I'm standing is uh, the location that I found a little football, which had obviously uh, washed up on shore. I keep on checking along the beach to see whether there's anything uh, of any use. And I've come up with uh, one or two little bits and pieces. I especially like, you know, short bits of rope and things like that, you know, that uh, that have washed ashore or been left behind or cut off. Or It's the thing about the sea, it always uh, provides some entertainment of uh, some kind or other. I'm using one of my tripods tonight, which I'm very, very pleased with. This is the uh, Velbon Victory 460. And it's nice and light, but it's nice and sturdy as well. And the great thing is for video is that it's um, the controls are, are nice and uh, exact. So if you want to line up a shot, it's great for doing uh, great for doing that. In fact, you know, I'm not quite sure whether it is. It probably is for photography, but I, I think with the uh, the way that it's built, it could be for video work as well. It's, um... but anyway, it doesn't matter. Absolute bargain for eight pounds, and hopefully, I should be making my way back there uh, to Breckish Buyers to see whether they've got anything else on there. I have been taking my little uh, Rolly around. I didn't take any shots today, but I have been uh, shooting stuff. I want to try and get the colour roll through in the next couple of days. And then I'll put some black and white in for the final few days that I'm up here and uh, really go for it. The lens is absolutely fantastic on it. Um, Really, really fast. And like I say, I just can't believe it, a bargain for a fiver, but it's not really surprising because film cameras are um, a bit out of fashion, really. Which is a shame because they, um, they do an adequate... Well, more than that, it's a good job. They do an excellent job. And I do think that... uh, I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but I do think shooting with film does help you with your shooting discipline. If you... uh, 
I used to working with digital cards with plenty of room, a 36 exposure roll of film can come as quite a nasty surprise and there are plenty of people out there that have never used a film camera and I do think it, uh, it enables you to think about your shots and how you're uh, shooting. I just wish I could record the smell because the, the smell of the sea is absolutely fantastic. For someone who um, doesn't live near the sea, sadly, I would if I could, you know, if I won the lottery or something. But um, it's just that it's always changing, which is fantastic for photography. So I might try and get down here during the week. Well, I won't try, I will do, and see what I can, uh, see what I can shoot. Over the next few days, should be going uh, off Sky and into the, the Highlands, hopefully tomorrow, depending on the, the weather and things. But it doesn't look too bad from what I could see weather-wise. The Instagram pictures are still going, but I kind of like slowed down in the last couple of days. I think I only posted one. There's a video to go on tomorrow, which uh, is quite nice, but... Um, I think I might have a couple of days where I don't post that much. I have been posting five images each day, and uh, I think maybe people get fed up of it, you know, a sudden deluge of all of these images suddenly arriving in, uh, in front of them. So I'll let them have a little bit of a break, and then maybe something like uh, Tuesday start up, depending on whether I've got the images, of course. So far, I think I've posted about 50 to Instagram, which is uh, quite good. The other service that I've been trying as well, which I'm going to write a, a uh, review about, is Pressgram. Pressgram, if you're not aware, is a photography app for the iPhone, which basically sends your photos to your blog. So instead of using a service like Instagram, which you might not like, you can send it directly to your WordPress blog, like I do to my Darker Skies blog, and I can also send it to the main website as well. I found it very, very good. Um, it's easy to install, easy to use, easy to set up, and I'll be posting uh, a few more. And the great thing is, is if you're not in an area that's got any Wi-Fi or, or a decent 3G connection like me, you can actually save them as drafts and then upload them when you get to uh, some free Wi-Fi, which is uh, fantastic. So it's just as good as Instagram. In fact, in some respects, it's actually better because um, Instagram, of course, square images, and I tend to shoot when I'm using the iPhone. I shoot using the ordinary camera uh, with full, just the regular um, image size. And then if I want to put them onto Instagram, they just crop down to the, uh, to the smaller ones because I can then use the images later on uh, in the galleries and things. And they don't look out of place. So it's been a very, very good week. I mean, this time next week, I will be back home. So I've got to make the most of these next few days. But otherwise... It's just on with the uh, photography and uh, see what more video work I can do. A quick little podcast from the top of the world. I'm uh, 
going for the Quirang, which I thought was going to be a reasonably easy walk, but uh, it is largely, but there's a few difficult passes to get through, quite narrow, and you've got to be sure with your footing. But the view from up here is fantastic, and it isn't even a, a really brilliant day, but uh, quite pleased with progress so far. I don't think I'm that far away from uh, the end of the track, but you never know. I'll carry on for about another 10 minutes and then uh, start heading back. There's quite a few people walking along, a few people looking at me. I'm carrying the photography gear again. Keeps you fit, doesn't it? And uh, like I say, even though the weather isn't that clear, it's, uh, I would say visibility is probably about 10 miles, something like that, 15 miles. So I don't suppose it's bad for this part of the world. Anyway, I will try and carry on. It's quite windy up here, as you can probably tell from the microphone. But I will carry on down the track and see, uh, see what else I can find. Well, yesterday's podcast uh, was a bit of a short one, and it was in a beautiful location, and I really enjoyed it the walk and taking the pictures there but on the way back I ended up having a bit of a fall and ended up doing not just one leg in but two legs um, badly spraining uh, both ankles and the daft thing was it was, it was in a place that I didn't think would be uh, particularly that difficult to navigate through but it turned out that it was there's two um rather difficult sections to the path to the Quirang if you ever consider doing it when you come to Sky. The first one is uh, sort of like in the shape of a, a an upturned U where um, you sort of like go in and then you, you come back out again and it's on rock and sometimes that rock can be wet and it looks very very nasty and you've got to be incredibly careful. I was quite surprised that there was people walking with dogs along there because uh, some places look very difficult to pass through. Um, but anyway, people seemed as though they managed and actually they weren't. As long as you were careful, you, you would be able to get through. But it wasn't on that section where I fell. There was a section a bit further along, probably with about half a mile to go back to the car. And I came down there, and it was sort of on sharp stones. I think it had been some sort of like landslide or something like that, where the rocks had had come down. And uh, I thought I was on a sure footing, and I wasn't. And I just uh, came down rather quickly. And I was absolutely convinced that I'd broken something when I found myself on the floor. Uh, I was sure that I'd broken an ankle because as I went down there was a horrific crack and uh, yeah it was incredibly nasty um, not only the the fall down but also that feeling that you know something might have snapped anyway the, f the first thing that I did was check that the camera was alright <laughs> which it was and then um, the second thing was was to get back up on my feet, which I did. And I thought, well, as long as I can walk back, um, that's great. You know, I'm mobile, so I managed to get back to the to the car. 
and the bruising has started coming out today um, on my feet and it's pretty horrific I've taken a picture and I'm going to post it onto Instagram because it is quite an impressive bruise um, like I say it was a rather nasty fall and I think to be honest it's my walking boots saved me from a broken ankle because I think it was very 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 close to uh, a breakage um, I think if, if it had been any harder it would have been incredibly nasty so my um, my mobility is somewhat um, impeded um, I went to Armadale today and it's uh, the ferry that runs from Armadale to Malague. Um, I've always thought it'd be rather a nice way to arrive in Skye um, by boat. But I haven't done it yet, but who knows. For future uh, reference, I think, uh, we'll have to consider maybe a uh, trip over on the ferry. But I went down there and took some uh, photos and put a few on Instagram because there's a good 3G signal there and uh, got some great shots of uh, some kids fishing um, there were some guys turned up, some older blokes and they started chatting about fishing You know, there's loads of people who fish out there uh, probably wherever you find water there's fishermen so um, I got a good shot of them because the light was absolutely fantastic this morning. Absolutely beautiful day. Um, the visibility again was, it was a bit hazy I suppose you could say, but it added a bit of atmosphere to the shots. So I was pleased about that. And uh, just took it easy. I did walk down and because uh, I wanted to try and keep on my feet and not feel sorry for myself. And I, uh, I am carrying the, the photography gear still, so you know I've still got the backpack. I'm using my walking stick, and uh, hopefully, in the next couple of days, I should be able to uh, move around a bit better. I'm certainly feeling a lot better today than I did uh, yesterday. I mean, uh, I'm recording this about six o'clock, and uh, quite honestly, it was agony um, yesterday. Uh, whenever I try to walk anywhere but um, at least there was no breakages so I've got a couple of days left it's a Wednesday and I go back on a Saturday so there's uh, yeah a couple of days left and I'll have to see exactly how I feel and whether I can do Neast Point I hope I can um, because it would be nice to, to do Nice Point. It's a fantastic place, especially if it was a daylight today. It's absolutely beautiful. But um, we'll have to see how I am and go from there, really. Um, it's no good trying to do Nice Point if I'm not fit enough, um, if it's too much wear and tear on the old legs, which have taken a bit of a bashing. So we'll have to see. It's nearly 8 o'clock on a Thursday evening. I've got one full day left before the uh, homeward bound trip on Saturday, which I can't say I'm really looking forward to. It's going to be about 8 or 9 hours to get back to North Yorkshire from this uh, part of the world, from uh, North Sky. So it's going to be quite a journey. And, uh, yeah, over the last couple of days, the bruising has come out from where I had fall on the choirang. Um, quite nasty. 
but I'm managing to get my uh, mobility back gradually trying to keep on my feet and uh, get about as much as I possibly can with the aid of a stick went through to Nice Point today and uh, decided not to walk down to the lighthouse which I think it was a sad decision it was a frustrating decision but I think it was the right decision to make um, because it is a very steep path in places going down there and you've basically got to be completely and utterly fit uh, your ankles and everything have got to be in tip top condition really if you're going to do that so I decided not to and just watch the people going down it's another thing I can chalk down to experience and say well you know I need to uh, come back and, and do that at some point again whether it's next year probably not but you know a couple of years time something like that and also do the choir rang again um, but this time just do it in one direction because apparently it leads down to Floody Gary so yes that isn't that far away from where I'm staying so there's no reason why I couldn't walk it to be honest um, but you know you live and learn at least I wasn't taken totally off my feet by the fall which was uh, a good thing so now I will head back home for a drink and just to peruse over things and uh, tomorrow it's basically a packing day really or certainly to start packing I'm not going to do that much just hang around poor tree I've got a bit of work to do for a client regarding a website that I can probably do by the harbour wall there's a good wi-fi signal there and uh, but yeah stay out the car as much as possible because on Saturday I'm going to be in the car for about nine hours <laughs>